Hello there, uh, Lorenzo from the editing chair here. Um, just wanted to let everyone know that we have moved our podcasts to Spotify. The first episode that we put up on YouTube should be up there when this one is released, as well as the second one that we've had stored up. Um, so whenever we say like, share, and subscribe, uh, also do the same stuff for Spotify. I don't really know what you do to rate podcasts. Um, however, if you want to get in contact with us, um, get on our social medias, um, or just comment on the first episode that we put up on YouTube. And if people really want more stuff on YouTube, um, uh, just let us know, or let me know, because I'm kind of in charge of some of the editing stuff. All right, with that said, uh, enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Snake and Sickle podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Lorenzo, and joining me as always is my good friend, Hugh. Yo. And uh, before we start, I kind of want to do a quick apology for the long break and stuff. Yeah. Um, I have an episode that hopefully is out by the time this one's out. Um, we've had a bit of a summer break-ish, and more will be on the way. Uh, you know, we just had a bit of a break. Yeah. Also, before we start, um, I just want to be clear, today's going to be a more historical episode, and I just want to set the record that we are not unbiased historians. Um, we no. are going to have some um, opinions that may um, be driven by our um, uh, political opinions, and we're we're biased, so I just want to... Yeah. Yeah. We're very, we're very biased. It's yeah. it's hard not to be super biased in this type of stuff because yeah, actually we should just say what the topic is. <laughs> yeah, let's that's the elephant in the room. Yeah, um, we are doing our top three and bottom three presidents on the list, as well as some like overrated, underrated ones. Yeah, this is a quick one because also I'm recovering from a surgery and I don't really want to like. <laughs> do research or work or anything yeah also before we start too, don't just click this off because you fall asleep in like whatever 11th grade history class or senior history class this is we're gonna make this fun okay <laughs> so don't just don't just look us off yeah don't don't look us off we're gonna give you some good takes it'll yeah. be good don't, it'll don't be worry. based yeah <laughs> yeah it'll be extra based yeah so um yeah, also, before we get into it, like, share, subscribe, play the YouTube game, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Do all that. All right. Yeah. Um, also, if you have any topics that you would want to discuss, contact one of us on our social media stuff. Um, yeah. Or if you want if you want to maybe make an appearance on the podcast and you you have a certain, um, you know, expertise that you, that you want to share with the world, l to contact one of us, you know. Yeah, uh, our just look up our names on Instagram and you'll find one of us. Mm -hmm. That's that. All right. <clears throat> With that, let's get into it. You want to do top three first? Let's do top three, baby. All right. Do your uh, third best. My third best is a little bit of an outside ball, I guess you could say. Not necessarily. I think it's a lot of people like him, but my th my number three is Dwight D. Eisenhower. I like that. I like that. That's um, uh, mine as well. Really? So yeah. let's, I mean, we can talk about him a little bit, but I think like the reason I like him and then we can go into the reason, some of the reasons you like him. I think that he was probably the most fair president. I think he saw both sides. He, um, Teddy was the most fair. Uh, okay. We'll get into that. He, he definitely like, well, he, the department of health, education, welfare was created under him. He signed one of the first civil rights acts since way back when. Um. Yeah. He, what do you have anything? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing for me is, as much as my city planner brain screams at how America is planned, the American interstate highway system is a marvel of engineering that helped connect the country. Now, it has its faults. You look at someone like Robert Moses, who, if you don't know who Robert Moses is, uh, look him up. He was the I'm going to build highways through parks and poor neighborhoods um, guy. Hmm. Did a lot of the uh, kind of like segregated stuff with highways. So there's definitely those problems there. But, I mean, think about it. It gives the American people a lot more freedom 
to move around. And it's, it's good for the American people as well, because if you think about before that, they're beholden to the railroad companies. And if you learn anything about American history, the railroad companies were always the big bad. There was, I can't think of a single moment where the railroad companies were good. Right. Yeah. It was all like really bad. And, you know, seeing <clears throat> it, having the American people be more free to move as they see fit across the country is a big deal. Do I wish we had better public transit and better designed cities and urban sprawl wasn't a thing? Yes. But the highways are a marvel of engineering. Um, also with that, economy was good. Um, he did stuff with civil rights. It didn't do much in the short term, but he actively like pushed for it, which, which yeah. is something that you didn't really see at that time. Another thing that I really like about him is one of I'd say one of my favorite Supreme Court justices of all time, uh, Earl Warren, was put in place. Tell me about Earl Warren. Um, Earl Warren was a big um, he was a big big ag- advocate. Oh wow, words um, for uh, Brown v. Board was probably one of his biggest things. Um, oh, Brown v. Board was under yeah. Eisenhower, yeah. And he, some of the people say, I mean, he, like the, obviously for people who don't know, Brown v. Board overturned um, the separate but equal clause in Plessy v. Ferguson. And, yep. you know, um, and Warren brought a divided court to a unanimous decision on this topic. Um, he was the chief justice. And, you know, like he he was he pushed for these like more socially like liberal views um, that were like a little bit ostracized at the time, I'd say. They'd probably be considered like socially conservative now, but they really pushed the boundaries. But back then they were yeah. certainly progressive, I'd That's, say. We'll have to talk about Huey Long sometime because he was very progressive for his age. But, wow, you look back and it like he just used tactical racism. That's a little out like. Side note, we got yeah. we should talk about Huey Long. Huey Long is based. Yeah. Also, um, Eisenhower, um, obviously in his um farewell speech, um, he oh yeah he um he criticized the military industrial complex. Yeah. Um, if if there's one thing that you people take away from this podcast just go into how messed up the military industrial complex is and how eisenhower saw it for what it was a dangerous dangerous machine that props up endless wars yeah and i mean like um i mean eisenhower could go on for more he he appointed uh, or he admitted um alaska and hawaii into the union he um uh, he met with Martin Luther King, like, he he was just, you know, like, great guy. Cool. Uh, I think that's all we have to say on Eisenhower, right? Yeah, sorry. I, we, do, yeah. we just uh, love that man. Lo- love Eisenhower. <laughs> yeah. Love his highways. Also, also definitely just, like, uh, I think he wasn't the most, like, outspoken president, which is, he was very, um, like, not, he, he just was, like, more, more calm and collected of a guy, I'd say. I think... I can't remember that well enough. Yeah, I can't remember either. But I, I just remember him being a little bit more like, and not like, like you know, like a huge like. He didn't have that. He wasn't a Trump or like uh, Teddy Roosevelt or like JFK. JFK, or you know. Lyndon Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's other ones that I'm just not thinking of right now. Nixon but a little bit. I Nixon, don't know. Well, yeah, Nixon. That's a whole separate thing. But yeah. all right, you want to do your number two? Yeah. So. My number two is um, FDR. So this is going to be one that's a little controversial with the person sitting across from me, Lorenzo. Um, I hate FDR. And a lot of those um, sitting at home with more um, fiscal um, economic views. um, Make your case. So I think that FDR, besides Lincoln, was the greatest wartime president of all time. I'm just gonna say that right now. I think that he, he, he was strategic and smart with World War II, and I think that he would. That is one of the reasons why we had one of the greatest eras of U.S. history in the 50s and economic like boom and everything. And even if you say that his New Deal didn't work, his wartime presidency did. 
I you find not very much disagreement for me there. Um, I think that I think the real like hero of World War Two in terms of leadership is Winston Churchill, but FDR is a very very good leader, especially for America. And if you look at the logistical might of America during World War Two, it's nuts. That, I mean. And you have to—I mean—you have to give some credit to FDR for that. He—he he turned America's factories into just this mechanized, like I think. Remember, there was a thing of like, just America would just pump out tank after tank after tank after tank. You know, it's—it's it's a legit thing. Yeah, I think he also. Yeah, yeah. To that, I think he solidified the United States as a superpower in the in the global scheme of things, and that's where I disagree. Really, I think that like the what you were just saying, I I think that like, um, he economically after that point and with the military wise and production wise, we were becoming this like new nation. We just we were already well on our way to becoming a superpower. Like if you think about it, during the twenties, we financially ran the world. But, I will say, er, yeah, the the thing with um. I think FDR laid the groundwork, but I think you have to look at presidents like Truman and Eisenhower and those types who really pushed America into superpowerdom because that's more in the context of the Cold War. Like, World War II is this huge toss-up of stuff, and, you know, if it... I, I think that America becoming a superpower is very secondary to the goal of beating the Nazis, and... You have to look at someone like Truman, who was like, okay, we're going to drop the bombs, which I think is really the defining moment where it's like, oh, America is no longer this like thing. Like, I think I would argue that dropping the atomic bombs is that moment where we really become a superpower. Yeah, but I mean, I think that I, I have mixed opinions on the bomb dropping. I'm still trying to, like, figure that out, you know? I think it's like a... We can talk about that another time. Yeah. It's, it's definitely like a moral... It's, just like, it's it's a very tricky situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will give props to Truman, though, out, out of there. That is probably one of the hardest decisions any president has ever had to make. Yeah. I think that, again, besides Lincoln, FDR was given... the great People underestimate like the Great Depression. Like It was really debilitating for the country. Um, and I, I think that he... he was calm and collected and he unified the country with his um, leadership and he instituted a lot of things that are still around today like the FDIC, the Federal National Mortgage Association, the National Labor Relations Board, Social Security. And this is, and this <laughs> is where we get um, into the controversial stuff and you mind if I just pop in here and... Yeah. Okay. We should and will do a separate episode on FDR's programs. I despise Social Security. I think it's an awful, awful system because it really only benefits the boomers. Our generation is screwed from Social Security. We're not going to get jack squat from it with the way the population trends are going. I'd rather just manage my own money. That's a separate thing. But a lot of people debate New Deal programs. A lot of them fell flat. A lot of them were blatantly unconstitutional. There's a lot of issues there. And... One of the questions is, does the end justify the means? And w with a lot of like the more authoritarian social programs, and that's a legitimate question, I would just argue that the more power you give to the state, for lack of a better word, the government, the state, that the, the more leeway you give them, they're not going to go back. So FDR dramatically expanding the power of the federal government there I, I would have liked to see some stuff that he did without some of the crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Sorry, just got a phone call that I uh, stopped there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's what I want to say yeah. about that. And also... We'll, we'll and talk about this another time. Um, it's We could go on and on for like yeah. a whole hour. Last um, thing I want to say about FDR is internment camps suck. Yeah, uh, yeah, we can talk about. It. We'll totally get into all this. So stay tuned. Um, stay tuned. So Lorenzo, what is your number two? My number two is Abe Lincoln. 
Hmm, okay. You might think he's number one, but I've got a special surprise. I mean, I, anyone who knows me will know what I put as number one. But Yeah, I, <laughs> I know I know it's coming. I think that we'll talk about that because, um, shall we just get it right, right into number one? Um, I, I kind of quickly wanted to say why he's my number two. And yeah. I know he's your number one, but... Yeah. We only saw Lincoln as a wartime president. We never saw him as a peacetime president. And yes, you look at him, it's like it's self-explanatory. Political genius, kept the Union together, beat the Confederacy in a way that like, because the Confederacy had a lot of opportunity to win the Civil War. And, you know, it's a really a military accomplishment that, and this is, you know, going a little bit into like military semantic stuff, but the only real advantage the Union had going into that was the fact that they had the production and the manpower. Mm -hmm. And if you look at people like Grant and Sherman, who Lincoln appointed um, as these, like, higher... I think he appointed Grant, and then Grant appointed Sherman. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Either way, someone like Grant took those natural advantages, and while he is a bit of a butcher... Just change the course of warfare, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's a separate thing. Also, political genius kept the border states in check, freed the slaves. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I mean, I think that there are some people that are like, Lincoln was, he didn't actually want to, blah, 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 blah. Lincoln was ex- incredibly progressive for his time. I think, we'll, we'll, I'll talk about this when we're talking about number one, but like, he was pushing for the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment as soon as the war was over, you know, which was um, free, which was abolishing slavery, citizenship, and voting rights. So yeah, it was civil rights, voting rights. Yeah. And yeah, that, that that's a legit thing. Yeah. I, the only reason he's not number one for me is because he really only did a lot of wartime stuff, and he kind of gets this martyrized thing where we never saw him in any other way. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's a very fair assumption. Um, I think, I guess now we can get into number one. Um, what was your number two? My, oh, oh yeah, my number FDR, two was right, FDR. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. My number one, however, is yes. Abraham Lincoln. I'm not as off the deep end about my number one as um, <laughs> Lorenzo is, but I do, if you have talked to me about politics or about history, I am a... I've got a soft spot for Abe Lincoln just because I think he is a genius. He is a political genius. The Emancipation Proclamation was a masterful, masterful signing. He he took um, the country going up against... I mean, the Confederacy, although they were kind of ransacked, they still had Robert E. Lee. They had all these, like... They had great leadership. They had... Well, there's a, there's a good thing about how the Confederate leadership was not as good as people make them out to be. Yeah, but that's a, that's a separate topic. Um, there's a great video on it. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I I do think that like, but he, I mean, the Anaconda Plan, the Emancipation Proclamation, all like incredible examples of political prowess, and like, I, I just think that he he teamed up with one of my favorite historical figures, Thaddeus Stevens who was a radical Republican. We need to bring back the, the name Thaddeus. Yeah, Thaddeus okay. Finnegan, Thaddeus Silvio. I, I think that Thaddeus is just like a, I don't know. I think I might not name my son Thaddeus, actually. No, I'm just kidding. I, I think he would get bullied, but. Um, That's why I got to name him like. I don't know. I don't know. What, what's, I don't even know. Abraham, after Abraham. Genghis. Lincoln. Yeah, Genghis. <laughs> <laughs> Genghis Sylvia. Okay, Genghis. that's that's a whole yeah. tangent. All right, yeah, yeah. We this is what happens. But yeah, <laughs> I think that he also, although we didn't see him in this like um, peacetime role, I think that a lot of he had the exact plan for reconstruction. He had he had the plan. He and then Andrew Johnson went ahead and screwed over. But that's for that's for our bottom three. Um, he had this whole plan. He he had it all worked out. He was calculated smart and i i just think that he was also was very very well-mannered man for the most part there are some instances in history of documentation where lincoln kind of was a fiery guy to his um wife or daughter yeah one of yeah. his kids yeah yeah but he for the most part he was a approachable well-mannered president 
Um, and he was depressed all the time too. He like was. He was very. He was very stressed too. A lot of yeah. No kidding. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm. Not, was he a drunk? Did he? I don't, I don't know. <sighs> I know. I know. Grant was a drunk. You know that. Have you heard the story of um? <laughs> and Buchanan, his predecessor, was oh, yeah. for Buchanan sure. Buchanan was drunk. also probably gay as well. And Johnson. I mean Johnson. This is for later, but I'm pretty sure it was one of the presidents saw their son like decapitated. I I don't know if it was Johnson or not. I know Johnson did his inaugural address just absolutely hammered as as vice president, not as president, as vice president. Um, so that that's a fun yeah. one. Um, it might be Pierce Franklin Pierce actually who saw their son decapitated. It was some like he got hit by a train or something. But that's a whole. That's just like random facts that you do not need to know. Okay. Yeah. But All right. so why don't we talk about Lorenzo? Now, what is your number? What's this is going to be shocking. The absolute most based president ever. Best mustache, best smile, square D deal, bull moose. It's my boy Teddy Roosevelt. I'm putting him at number 1. And people are like, "Well, why isn't Lincoln number 1?" I already explained that. We're getting into why I love Teddy Roosevelt so goddamn much. Um and it really falls down to the square deal thing. He looked at the, the state of the United States and was like, we got to make sure the people are good. Everything's corrupt. The Gilded Age is trash. The railroads are trash. And what he did, I mean, there's a whole list of stuff um, I can pull up. Uh, yeah, he went after, trust busted the crap out of these major things. He regulated other things. He... He he moved he moved the balance of power away from the robber barons and more towards the American people, and you know he did it in a way that was like he he acknowledged hey like sometimes big 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 businesses need to exist, sometimes I think like mid level big businesses I know there's a music store Sweetwater I like it's kind of on that level you <laughs> this is a you know tangent but he realized there is advantage to big businesses just not massive like mega corporations that should be broken up like disney amazon google yeah twitter jeff bezos if you're listening to this please you resign and jeff bezos if you're listening to this you better watch out yeah okay but yeah um, he also was a very pro-America president in terms of foreign policy. And I'm just going to say it. I'm kind of an imperialist. I'm kind of an America first, like kind of populist type thing. I'm just going to be unashamed with that. He, you know, he, the, the Panama Canal, people are like, oh, it's imperialism. Yeah, I don't care. It made us so much money. It made us so much money. And really, do you think Panama had the, the capability to do a multi, I think multi-billion dollar project at the, even at the time cutting through just awful jungle like that was great made us money he strengthened strengthened times with great britain in a way that the u.s was on top his big stick policy of get in and get out and and speak softly but have this massive military power that you can flex if you need to that's the best foreign policy we've ever had in my opinion i don't know if it would work today but if you look at the time he was not he wasn't like Woodrow Wilson getting into all these wars and staying in there, nation building, all that crap. He got in, got out if he needed to, and tried to avoid war just with the threat of how jacked America was. You know, th- there's even more I could say about him. I, I think the really only the biggest attract the really the biggest attractor from him is how he allowed Woodrow Wilson to get elected by running as a third party. Taft should have capitulated and let Teddy run in 1910. Was it 10? Yeah. 1910, yeah. Yeah. 1912? 1912. One of those two. I can... Yeah, it was 1912. 1912. That's what it was. Yep, yep, yep. So that's just... That's me on that one. Um, Yeah. I think that... Listen, I do love Teddy. I mean, name another president who has been shot and then proceeded to go on and make a... A world-class speech on their yep. campaign trail, and like Teddy, um, what a what a guy! Uh, he's right outside my top three. He's number four. Um, I have him over George Washington actually. Uh, oh yeah, I mean George Washington is incredible. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but. we'll talk about him with the overrated, underrated for sure. Oh sure, yeah. Yeah, I think that like Teddy, like incredible. Sometimes I, I, I struggle with you know I 
the reason why I don't have him in my top three is just that, like, I think that he sometimes... Imperialism? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of imperialism. I'll be the first to say it. But I I think that... um So, like, that that's part of my... I guess that's part of my political bias getting in the way. However, like, trust-busting and that mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. like, that is something Square that... Square deal. Yeah, that is something that I love and that is something that i can agree with lorenzo on for sure he also helped the native americans because uh native american agencies or like the the management of that was incredibly corrupt and he was like you know what we're gonna we're gonna rough ride all over this and uh went in there and cleaned it up yeah i mean sometimes i also him him running for a third term was a little iffy right and he he ran for a third term yeah. You know what? If he ran for the rest of his damn life, I would have been fine with it. He was better than Ta- well, Taft is okay, but he was better than Wilson. Yeah. Well, we will for sure be seeing Wilson in <laughs> this next segment as we transition to three worst presidents, baby. Yes. Well, what a alley oop there. Um. So, uh. Do I have to go first on this? Yeah, one? you go first. All this right. one, Lorenzo. So, who's yes. your number three worst? George W. Bush, mm. and uh, this is kind of interesting timing considering that at time of recording, uh, America pretty much got out of Kabul last week um, in a very messy, messy evacuation that wasn't supposed to be an evacuation. That's for a separate story, but here's why I've got George Bush so low. Most people are like, oh, he was president only like 20 years ago. Shouldn't you you know, wait and to see his policies? We already know where his policies are leading up. Number one, the Patriot Act is one of the most unconstitutional things that violates the, the constitutional rights of, um, of, of American citizens in the name of counterterrorism. Basically, the Patriot Act allows the NSA to spy on your texts because they you know, want to make sure you aren't a terrorist. Do you feel comfortable with that? I sure as hell don't. Sure, I don't have anything to hide. Not at all. But think about it this way. That superstructure in the wrong hands is so deadly. Actually, Joe Biden is thinking of doing some stuff with it. One once again, why Joe Biden is garbage. But, uh, yeah, I mean, well, I've got more. Yeah, keep going. Invaded Iraq and Afghanistan. We just got out of Af- we just got out of Afghanistan the other day. After twenty years, billions of dollars, billions of dollars in Iraq, human rights violations left and right, just a huge waste. And for what? For what? Nation building? For oil, what was it? Wh- what did we? Why did we lose so much? Why did we go in? Like, once we killed Bin Laden, or once we—I don't know—we should have been gone. It—it it pisses me off how terrible those two wars are. The Great Recession happened under his presidency. He, he yes. deregulated a bunch of stuff, and housing bubbles happened. That's also like. You know, big banks should never be trusted. Never trust big banks. And you know what he did in response to the Great Recession was played into, like, crony capitalism where he bailed out big banks and bailed out corporations and did not care for the individual. That's also Obama as well. It's all neoliberalism, you know. It's all of this. It's The neolibs and the neocons. Yeah, it's all neolib, neocon, and it's also all, like, trickle-down stuff. It's all... You know, like it's we should do an episode talking about neolibs and neocons. Yeah, for um, sure, that would be for, dope. For quick reference for the uneducated among us, neocons are like Reagan. They basically want the freest market pot, or not freest. They want like the most monopolies ever, free market everything, no regulation, but you can't be gay. Uh, neolibs claim they want you to be gay, but oh, also with neocons, they still want to bomb little kids in the Middle East. Now, the difference between neocons and neolibs is neolibs will say, oh, we like social progress, and just use you as political tokens as they deregulate stuff and bomb little kids in the Middle East. Yeah. and uh, yeah, Totally unbiased. Totally, yeah, totally unbiased. But yeah. Totally based. No. Anything else about our buddy George W. Bush? Um, I mean, you can still see the stuff that he did to this day. It's really bad it's just there's nothing good i can pull out of his pre- i mean katrina was a disaster i didn't even oh touch yeah on you didn't talk about katrina um i just 
he's an awful president and he's a shining example of how the elite just like the Bush political dynasty is awful. Like as much as we, you know, love our boy Jeb. Uh, yeah. Please clap. <laughs> um, you know, he's part of the same dynasty. They're all. Yeah, that's that's that. I'm done with Bush. What's your third worst? All right, so my third worst is Franklin Pierce. So I actually did look it up, and the decapitation of the sun head train incident was Franklin Pierce. He ended up after that, I mean, rightfully so, he drank. I mean, like, it's it's a horrible thing, but he, he became a, a... Alcohol is haram medicine. Yeah, and he... Uh, he so let me just talk about the Kansas-Nebraska Act. I think that the Kansas Nebraska Act that he, led to bleeding Kansas, right? Yes. Okay. And yeah. he he I don't think James Buchanan was worth like I don't James Buchanan, I give the benefit of the doubt because I think the Civil War was inevitable at that point. I don't think James Buchanan could have done anything. Like we already like going through all these presidents, I I think that Franklin Pierce, however, could have done something. He could have done something. He could have reversed this and he chose to sign the Kansas-Nebraska Act, and also the Austin Manifesto, which basically said, I want to take over Cuba, and I want to make it a slave state. Which I'm fine with taking over Cuba. I just don't want it to be a slave state. Yeah, and I'm I'm not, you know, that's where we disagree, you know. But, but in <laughs> Listen, like, as long as America is... <laughs> I sound like the worst person ever. Really? Wow, I just realized about myself. Also, for those of you that want a refresher on the Kansas-Nebraska Act. Um, it repealed the Missouri Compromise that created and created two new territories um, and allowed for popular sovereignty. So it also pr- produced a violent uprising known as Bleeding Kansas as pro-slavery and anti-slavery activists flooded into the territories to sway the vote. Was um, Franklin Pierce a fan of, um, what's it called, the Lecompton Constitution? Isn't that the the one that the slaves? Oh yeah, let me look that up actually. Because I think that's more. Um, yeah. Oh no, that's that's Buchanan. We'll get to that. Yeah, that's Buchanan. That's eighteen fifty nine. Um, but I mean, I just uh, I think that Franklin Pierce had had the country at a point where he could have done something, and he decided not to, and thus, um, you know. You know, you know, you know who that sounds like. What. <laughs> or any president i don't know i will well that's modern stuff that's modern that's, stuff we'll get to that yeah. but um lorenzo who is your number two worst president james buchanan oh okay james buchanan yes um so also i'll get the elephant out of the room andrew johnson is not on my um wow bottom three he's basically the fourth worst in my opinion okay. um i don't really want to get into it it's more my personal stuff and i think that these people are so unforgivable that like that's that's a separate thing but thing with james buchanan so he supported the pro-slavery side of dred scott don't do that that's just yeah. not a good thing uh dred scott basically said that like uh, black people are not citizens yeah that was absolutely horrific. yeah he supported the pro-slave fla- faction in bleeding kansas leading to it to be even more inflamed because then he could like push that faction, but then the free soilers were there and it it was just a mess. He, he aggravated that constitution under his presidency. The panic of 1857 happened, um, crippled the North inflamed North South divisions to an extreme level. Cause I think this again, it's been a while since I really did a bunch of research here, but, um, this is like an older document, but, um, I think the South got off pretty easy with 1857, and the North really got crippled, and that really inflamed divisions. And also, on top of it all, members of his cabinet were caught selling arms to those bastard traitors in the Confederacy. Yeah, I think that, you know, don't get me wrong. Rebs, get out. Yeah, okay, that's that's definitely something. Flying a Confederate flag is, is not funny or quirky or cool, it's just traitor yeah don't if you're up in upstate new york don't like listen it's your right if you want to wave a confederate flag okay do it but just know that everyone is going to look at you and think that you're an idiot yeah and you you are i I, like it's it's 
I, if, I think if you're in the north, yeah. If you're in the south and you've got the Confederate flag, I can see a thing of you've been indoctrinated. You don't really know a lot you of don't, stuff. You, you don't know. I mean, yeah, I think that's all about education, you know. But, like, I think that James Buchanan, like, I think with him, you know, he was, for me, I I have always viewed him as, like, just a dummy. Um, yeah, and that's why I kind of give him, like, I, I think that, like, he, like, he said that slavery was morally wrong and yet he ate, he did the Dred Scott stuff uh, Dred Scott stuff he he was from Pennsylvania fun fact he was from really? the north and he still was like cozying up to the south he was just all Traitors. over the place i think he was a little bit of like a a a, a meathead um i mean yeah he's a meathead the thing i will say that i i don't give him the benefit of the doubt is that sure the the united states was heading towards civil war like the fl- like the burning fire was already there, but what James Buchanan did was like, here's this gas can, <sighs> like he Buchanan infl- he, just yeah. yeah he inflamed it so yeah. much that you know would it have happened anyway maybe probably but yeah. that does not yeah. make what he did right. Yeah. So to that, my second number worst, yeah. second worst is Woodrow Wilson. So me and Lorenzo, and especially Lorenzo, we it's it's probably to the degree of how much Lorenzo loves Teddy Roosevelt to how much he also hates Woodrow Wilson. So we will be hearing a mouthful in just a moment. But um, <laughs> Woodrow Wilson was a horrible, horrible president. I think the only reason I don't have him at number one is just my own moral stuff. I think like my own political views. I think that he... Well, because he was a progressive in some ways. Yeah, I mean, in some ways he was a progressive, and also Andrew Johnson is just like complete opposite with me. So that's why. But okay, sorry, spoiler alert. Oh, uh, but Woodrow Wilson. I'll just say a few words, beads. I know that Lorenzo will pick up where I left off. Um, where I kind of draw the line is I'm not a big like you know America First constitutionalist. However, I am a big like First Amendment guy. Like I think that that's a big important thing. Um, and I think for both sides of the political spectrum, for many reasons, you know, um, you yeah, know, right I, to protest. That's something right. that's very important to me. That's, I, that's something that's very important. Sorry, didn't mean to hop in. There. No, totally. If you're in favor of the First Amendment, you are in favor of people that hate your guts, say, that 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 you disagree with having the right to say other things. Listen, I'm Jewish. I've seen I've seen neo-Nazis say awful things on the Internet and I will defend their right to say it to the death because. That is such a slippery slope. Free speech is so important. Yeah, and I think that, like, the Espionage Act and Sedition Act, I'll, I'll just talk about the elephant in the room here. I think me and Lorenzo could talk about this guy for an hour, just, like, bashing him. But the uh, he signed two things restricting the First Amendment. And on record, he also said he wanted to do it before World War One. He also said that he would he wanted to sign those acts before the war, and yet he said he did them because of the war. He was... It also inflamed tensions against Italian Americans in in um, in America because there was a couple Italian socialists. Um, I think Paco Paco and Banzetti or something like that. One of those names. Yeah. Um. So you know, shout out to all my Italian homies. Uh, Wilson sucks. I'm just gonna say one more thing, and then I'll I'll obviously give Lorenzo the floor. But um. So he also was, in my opinion, for his time, he was the most racist president. He screened birth of the nation in his white house and called it historically accurate if you know birth of the nation it is the most racist film of all time he went on and he allowed the resurgence of the kkk which didn't actually it no longer just affected black people it was also out to get immigrants catholics irish Irish people italian people i mean like he he allowed this new wave of like absolute xenophobia and hatred that it was no longer just like it was like we hate we are white supremacists. It, it literally, he was a white supremacist uh, supremacist himself. He also, was the, the lost cause thing. Do you want me to talk about that in my thing, or do you want to go lost cause? Yeah. Well, here I'll, I'll and then also I just want to say he was the he thought he was God. He thought he was God. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna say now, um, Lorenzo. I'm gonna give him the floor, Lorenzo. Who is your number one worst president of all time? Woodrow Wilson. So, and this is also like a back and forth as well for this one because I'm sure that you can fill out things that I ignore. But let's start with the Espionage Acts. So basically, 
the Espionage Acts, or Espionage and Sedition Acts, allowed the U.S. government to go after, quote-unquote, like, spies. Um, and it were, oh yeah, so let's start with the Sedition Act. It restricted freedom of speech and suppressed activists against the draft. It was like, if you do not align with the party, you can be arrested. The Espionage Act, well, I mean, like, and that's just self-explanatory to how awful that is. Um, God, soon enough, I'll start, I have to pull out, like, the bleep sound in editing, because Woodrow Wilson gets me heated. Um, but the Espionage Act was used to, like, co- like combat spies, but basically it's just been used to attack whistleblowers against the U.S. that expose the crimes of the government. Julian Assange, I think, was hit with the uh, Espionage Act. I know Edward Snowden was. Um, Edward Snowden, absolutely based, god-tier king, um, but, um, he also hit the, um, Espionage Act also attacked the person who published the Pentagon Papers about Vietnam, like, it's just been used as a tool for the state to suppress people that expose its god-forsaken crimes against humanity. Um, he also, uh, quick on the racism thing before I get into my, my other huge thing, which uh, you didn't touch on. He segregated the federal government. Not a gamer move there. That's just not good. Um, he helped perpetuate the Lost Cause myth, which is basically the idea that the Confederates were fighting for like states' rights or something other than slavery. And, like, listen, right after the war, as a bunch of Confederates are trying to understand what the hell their generation died for, I can understand that being something that is like kind of believed but having a Princeton professor really push that out that's dangerous it goes from the line of oh this is misguided and not cool but I can understand it to this is legitimately dangerous that's why I said the thing with the southerners and the confederate flag a lot of them simply don't know how bad the confederates were because it's in their it's in their textbooks it's why yeah, our education system is a mess. That's a separate story. But um, that's that on the racism scale. Now let's go to Wilsonian interventionalism. Oh my God, let's go to it. And this is where him, his God, God stuff. Um, so, basically... Ele- electro uh, interference from my phone. Sorry about that, guys. Um, but um, let's start out with... Comparing it to big stick policy, because that's what the previous American foreign policy was, which I which I like. It was have Teddy. your Teddy, yeah, right? it was Teddy. Yeah. It was have your big navy, have your big army, use that as like a as a way a bargaining chip, and if you don't get your way, get in, achieve your goal, and get out, quick and clean. Wilsonian interventionalism is all about the concept of nation building. It's we will go in and spread democracy. And it was kind of Wilson's God complex of he, America was destined to spread democracy to the world. So that meant, um, if you look at the, 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 one of the best examples is like Afghanistan. We went in and spent 20 years trying to nation build. And we just got out last week and achieved nothing. The Taliban took over our the the government we propped up in less than a day. It it was so quick, and all it does is lead to these long drawn out wars as we prop up governments that really aren't democratic in any way. Like Vietnam is another good example. South Vietnam sucked. Um, but. Yeah, do you have anything else to say on that one? Because I've got some other stuff. But Yeah, I mean, I think, like, we you talk about, like, he came in to World War One, and he went up to these... Okay, so oh, he yeah. came Here into we go. World War One. He came in, he, he decided to hold a big, big thing at the Senate floor with all the leaders, and he proposed his 14-point plan, uh, um, and basically saying, this is my idea of how we should deal with the end of World War One, even though... And looked this the Soviet or the Russian leaders um or in the and whatever the yeah yeah you know the, yeah. the British leaders in the in their eyes and said I know what we sh- we should do even though their countries had just Russia for example Russia 
was a obli- like there were so many casualties from World War One on the for Russian me, end of things. France, like, France, yeah. These people were like, our people have just been killed, and now this guy is trying to tell me how to end yeah, this he, war. It, he he uh, he kill stole World War One. He basically went in and like helped win the war by just adding fresh reinforcements. And this is why, like, kind of picking back onto this, Wilson's, like, just stupid delaying of getting into World War I. Because if you think about it, getting into World War I earlier would have been ultimately beneficial for America. We'd have more bargaining power and pushed for more pro-America stuff. But it allowed Lenin to take over. Well, and oh, okay. <laughs> Lenin's awful. Vladimir Lenin? Yes. He did he did as many purges as Stalin did. We just don't hear about them. Or we'll talk about that yeah, later. Yeah, we'll talk about Vladimir Lenin. Yes. Um, but let me finish with Lenin and communism in the East. Now, people like Hitler could rise to power. So, yeah, it Woodrow was Wilson's idiotic asinine delaying of getting into World War 1 and then and then even more, even worse, even worse. He goes in and then tries to be the big boss on on the on the negotiating stage, like Hugh is saying, and just doesn't get anything done because no one respects him, and he just allows Britain and France to extort Germany to hell. Yeah, like, Treaty of Versailles. Like- Treaty of Versailles screwed over Germany. Yes, they did some problems, but the only reason they really got hit so hard is because they were the only one left standing. Yeah. Austria was screwed. I mean, the Treaty of Trianon is one that a lot of people don't know about. That's real messed up. It screwed over Hungary most of all. Yeah. Um, in Romania, yeah. that's that's a, mm-hmm. that's a separate thing. But and hey, I mean those those countries have been hit since you know economically and everything with well, yeah, political I mean, power. I mean, all of those countries, even in the Balkans too. Like a lot of those. <laughs> the Balkans is always a mess. Yeah, I know. Um, but the Ottomans. I mean, speaking of the Balkans, the Ottomans were gone. So the mm-hmm. only power left standing was Germany. So they just piled everything on top of germany and that directly led to people like hitler taking power it direct we can talk about the treaty of versailles another episode too because like that he could have done something and he didn't he let the treaty of versailles happen and he let hitler rise to this this led to hitler's Hitler's rise to power power. the treaty of versailles led to it okay and like it's just I I think that another thing about Wilson was that in the election of 1916, when he ran, he ran on a pacifist, like, I'm not going to enter the war. You know what he does when he wins? He enters the war. He lies to the American population. Well, not only does he do that, he maintains, like, he, he not only lies, but he tries to maintain the facade of neutrality for so long that it damages the war. Yeah, he tries, beats, he's trying to be, like... George Washington, he's trying to, uh, like, uphold benevolent neutrality like George Washington precedented. And he, it doesn't work, buddy, because you're not George Washington. You're Woodrow Wilson. Yeah, you suck. You suck, Woodrow Wilson. You suck. Okay, and you know what else you did? You, you hated women. I'm going to say it. Uh, anybody who's sitting at home and thinking, oh, oh yeah. the 19th. He, he passed the 1920. He kicking and screaming. He did that. And also, at the near the end of his presidency, when he was doing all this like stuff, whatever, it was his wife. I think. Fun fact: If you didn't know this, Woodrow Wilson suffered an incredibly bad stroke, um, and people think he was no longer able to function. You know, like and able to do that. So his wife, nobody, he, his wife didn't let people see Woodrow Wilson, and just would like take the, you know. He would take. She would take the papers and like go into this closed room with him, and she would, he, she would come out and be like, "Oh yeah, he signed it. He signed Women, it." Women, am I right? <laughs> oh my! But <laughs> and he and so we might have had the first female president. Just a little fun fact. But we'll probably have the first female president soon enough. Next, Biden next, is on his way out. Yeah, next. Uh, I would say next term. I don't no know. one likes Kamala. I don't think Kamala is gonna run, I, or I don't think she's gonna. I think she's gonna get primaried, honestly. I uh, hope to God she gets primary. But that's yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we've only got like ten more minutes. Um, yeah. So, so you want to quickly do Johnson? Yeah, I'll do. I'll quit. I'll go really fast. Okay. So Andrew Johnson. Um, the reason why I hate him so much is because he reversed everything that my favorite president did, Lincoln. He he went in and he just like 
ignored everything that Lincoln did. Um, let me just talk through some points. He hated the passings of the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments. He hated them with his guts. He allowed for the black codes to be in instituted in Mississippi, like allowed for systemic racism to build up in Mississippi and in all of these other slave, slave states. He vetoed the Freedmen's Bureau, which basically helped freed slaves, you know, get their uh, get their feet on the ground and get, get running and everything like that, give them education and stuff. He vetoed it, basically saying like you freed slaves have no chance to rise up in our he, he basically were like we have a casteism now and he put them on the bottom of it he vetoed the civil rights act he oh my goodness i could go on you know what else he did when he disagreed with his i think it was his secretary of war um uh edwin stanton i think his name was secretary of war yeah when he 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 disagreed with him so he asked him to resign Edwin Stanton was like, uh, no way, Jose, I'm not resigning. So you know what he did was he was like, nope, I'm forcing you out of office, okay? And basically, Edwin Stanton, this is another fun fact, with just, just decided to lock himself inside of the Secretary of War office, board himself up in there and said, nope, I'm not leaving for two months. He was living in his office for two months. Isn't that nuts? Okay, but whatever. Basically, he... he Basically, <laughs> basically, he what he did was he he violated the Tenure of Office Act, removing this man without the Senate's approval, which is unconstitutional, and he got impeached for it. Um, to put the cherry on top, so that's Andrew Johnson in a nutshell. Yeah, he he's really bad. I didn't really talk at all during that because, like, yeah, I Andrew Johnson's bad. I don't have any. There's no redeeming qualities to him. Yeah, I don't think anybody would disagree that Andrew Johnson is very very bad yeah. but with our yeah with our final 10 minutes so yeah that's our list with our final 10 minutes let's go over one underrated and one under overrated and give me a good for each yep. okay um so my one first off I'll go with my one overrated president um I'm just I'm, I'm grappling between a few right now but I'm gonna have to go with my gut and I'm gonna have to say Ronald Reagan all right, and I'm I'm gonna say this. Fair enough. I think this is from a very political standpoint. However, um, yeah, commie. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think that Reaganomics was, although worked for the four for the next following four years, it just sent us back into another um, panic or whatever. It, 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 I, I'm not okay. If you know this, I wrote a whole paper on trickle down economics and why it's bad. I'm not a big fan of trickle down economics or Reaganomics. Is that what you did um, your JRP on? Yeah, I did. Nice. So and. I, I also think that people overestimate his foreign policy prowess. He he signed the Iran Contra or he didn't sign it. He he handled the Iran Contra affair, which basically was like selling arms. Oh, and you know, it's a timely thing to talk about how he sold arms to the Mujahideen, which Mujahideen, Mujahideen, yeah. which w was basically Inshallah. the predecessor of the Taliban. I, mm, hold, hold on. Yes, but actually no. But a lot of the Taliban members were part of the movie. Yes, Muhammad they were, but they were. That's a more extremist tech. Either way, don't sell guns to extremists. Yeah, don't sell gun to guns to extremists, and don't let them get this. You know this this thing that we have to deal with them now. Okay. Anyways, he also signed the war on drugs, which for many of you uh, sitting at Wasn't home, wasn't that like Nixon? Or that was Nixon, but he pushed forth the, like Dare and he pushed forward okay. like all that stuff. I, I know Nancy Reagan was a big yes, Nancy yeah. Reagan. Okay, so like Nixon signed the War on Drugs, but I think that Reagan pushed it forward to an extent that was very very bad. And I, I will say with that. Putting anti-drug education in something is not sure. something I dislike. Yeah. A, a Nancy Reagan's thing of like, I think that's her name, I can't remember. She was like, yeah, just say no. That's fine. But what Reagan did was also introduce uh, crack to the black community. I think that's something that the CIA denies. But of course, the CIA, when, the CIA is garbage. Um, <laughs> yeah, and he 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 basically were, was like. He a lot of the like systemic racism that we see today is from the war on drugs. It's it's a lot yep. of the like the policing policies and everything like that. That's the, 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 the jailing stuff. That yeah, unwarranted stop and frisk, unwarranted like policing. That's like exactly why. Um, and he armed Saddam uh, Saddam Hussein's 
Iraq army during the Iran-Iraq war. He also uh, was tried to be, like, pro-Second Amendment, but I think, but then the Black Panthers, like, walked around the California Capitol with guns and was like, no, gun control. Oh, come on, you wuss. You yeah. absolute pathetic sissy. Yeah, and I mean... I'm trying not to swear. You know, you know, one of the members of the Mujahideen, you know what his name was? Osama, Osama bin, bin Laden. Laden. The man who committed the most, uh, 9-11, the biggest atrocity, like, uh, like one of the biggest, most heartbreaking things to happen in American history to the Americans. He did all this stuff and he, he, <laughs> it's just like, I, I understand, you know, why people like where he getting from a, um economic standpoint. And I understand why people would like him from um all those like uh, because of politics but personally i just i disagree with him and i think that his foreign policy like he ended the cold war but at what cost sure you know i like he he ended the cold war to start another war in the middle east that has been going on ever since yeah that that's fair um who's your um overrated I don't really have an overrated since we're we're a little lower on time. Yeah, yeah. Do you want me to do an under? You did the overrated. I'll do an. Yeah, underrated. you do underrated. Cool. All right. Cool. Um, my underrated is James K. Polk. He's mm-hmm. in my top yeah. five. Yeah. And here's the reason why. He got in and was like, "I'm going to expand the U.S." And because of Polk, the continental U.S. looks the way it does. I think there's like a tiny little bit of Mexico that we took again, <laughs> but. Yeah. Or, like, it was something with the Gazden Treaty. Something. Can't remember. But yeah. he got in, was like, okay, 54-40-year fight. We did the Oregon thing. Let's go take over some parts of Mexico. And look, he took over California. As much as I hate California, it I think it would be, like, the fifth biggest economy in the world if it was just its own state. Like, it's a, it's a cash cow when it's, you know, when it's not being screwed over by uh, Gavin Newsolini. Um, <laughs> uh yeah, California's in a bad spot right now. But um, he he just did that and then left. He didn't he didn't he didn't he was like I'm a one term president. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get out. Sure, yeah. did he not do much on slavery? Yeah, that's why he's not in my top list. He didn't really you know there was other issues going on. But if you want to look at a president that just went in and got stuff done, I appreciate that. We need more of that. We need we need less empty promises and more just. Going in and doing crap. He was also a great politician. Great politician. He was one Dark of the, horse. Yeah. yeah, he was one of the great... Like, you look at political campaigns of the history, and he he's up there with, you know, Teddy Roosevelt. He's up there with, like, in terms of, like, um you know, JFK. Like, he's up there with the best of them in terms of, like, how even, like... Who are other good political campaigns? Nixon ran a pretty good campaign. Uh, I can't remember right now. I think... Clinton probably had a good campaign. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, I don't know. Clinton. I'm totally not going to bang my secretary. Um, yeah, but I mean... I mean, actually, if you want to talk about one of the best-run campaigns of all time, I'm just going to go and say Trump. Just look at how much of a beautiful train wreck 2016, like... Yeah. It, like... Hey, not, I mean... Not yeah. a Trump fan, but dude knew how to campaign. It, it, it worked. Um... And that's I say that with utmost um, pain, but it worked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, are we good? We good. We good. We bussin'. I'll just learn that. I'm, yeah. I'm now I'm now a zoomer. Um, but uh, <laughs> also, I was thinking about um, this is just like a little like end of podcast tangent thing. Yeah. I was thinking of um, the TikTok sound. Fine, I'll do it myself. Do you know that TikTok sound? It's like. Fine, I'll do it myself. I don't I, know. I know of the meme. I haven't seen yeah. the sound. I thought of a historical figure. You know John Brown? John Brown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that fits John Brown. If you don't know who John Brown is, he's also one of my other favorites. John, John Based. Don, John Based Brown. He was like, okay, you know what? We're not going to fix slavery. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to execute Confederates with a sword. Yeah, or, or, or a racist. shotgun. or like a, Both. Both a sword and a shotgun. I'm going to go and I'm going to kill slaveholders. And I, it's, it, it, oh, I don't know. That's just fun. Fine. I'll do oh, it yeah. myself. Yeah. Um, with that as well, um, we should do an episode, maybe a mini one. I mean, it could probably just be more me yeah. talking about the party switch because a lot of these presidents go into these party switch things. A lot of people go into party yeah. switch stuff. And that's an, that's an issue that we should talk about another time. But Yeah. And remember to yeah. let us know, like, 
if you have an, have a topic that if you've made it this far and you've with withheld our our discussion, remember to let us know because um we want to know what people want to hear about. And if you want to get on the podcast, please do. And this is where my shaming comes in, as usual. We, yeah, we shaming. Do a shaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're gonna come on and try to repeat like Instagram info- infographic data, yeah, shame on you. Please go out and do your own research. Go do your own facts. Just because someone says something about a historical figure or that type of stuff does not mean it's automatically yeah, true. Yeah. Fact check us, please. Fact check us, and also, yeah, leave a leave a comment if we're completely wrong about something. Um, and if you wanna like come on and tell me why trickle down economics is cool, or if you wanna tell Lorenzo why Woodrow Wilson is a great president, good luck. Um, <laughs> I don't. I I think that would be. Yeah, I so just, you know, if you have disagreed with any of this, we would love to talk to you, you know, and you know your stuff. But shame on you if you just just go out there, do your research. We don't know the right the touch right grass. answer. Yeah, touch grass and uh, go outside and then go back inside and read a book about politics and and make your own list and drop your list in the comment section. Yeah, we got to get and that we engagement. Will, and maybe we'll if we get enough people to drop their comments we might we might react to them. Yeah, one thing I was gonna say along with that, um, guys, uh, we're probably too small for this at this point. But if any of you guys have questions for us, leave them in the comments. I I'll check them. I'll make a list, and if we get enough, would you want to do like a comment Q and A thing? Yeah, like if we can get some, and also like if you have any political opinions that you want us to, or you have like a list Hot you want to make, we will judge the heck out of you. Absolutely, we love to do it. And with that, uh, smash the like button, obliterate the subscribe button, mm-hmm. politically dominate yes. that comment section, play the YouTube game, um, and, and spread that, us everywhere like Woodrow Wilson. Yeah, Nate, uh, podcast build with us. Yeah, spread us everywhere. Tell tell all your friends about us and how awful we are. <laughs> yes, sir. But yeah, with that, I'm out. Woohoo!